we were talking last night just about the, the lesson that uh, my son and wife were planning for their section of uh, kids' men downstairs. And I was like, well, those are actually the, the scriptures that Tara is going to be reading. And uh, I, I just love, I absolutely love how the, the body of Christ from coast to coast and pole to pole, like there, there's these, these resources we have where we can, we can all be chiming in on this, the same scriptures and teaching the same things. And I just think it's absolutely beautiful when those things line up. And those specific scriptures, the beginning of Genesis and the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Because it's a time of beginnings. It's January. This is our first service of the year here live. And, and as we begin to head into a year ahead of us where we don't know what's there. We don't know. We know what happened last year, but we don't know what's yet to come. And it's a good thing to be in a place where we put our trust in God and not ourselves when we're heading into uncharted territory. So the best thing we figure we could do is to start the year with some teachings on prayer. And uh, for those of you who are interested as well, some of us will be fasting. Um, at the back in the lobby, there is some cards available. If you want just the basics on fasting, you're not sure what to do, they look like this. You can also come talk to me because apparently I have a few and uh, I can help you out with that as well. Um, but starting your year with a, a clear understanding of prayer uh, and, and just a direction to head into, it's really, really important as a Christian. As someone who puts their faith in Christ, let's have good communication with them as well. Amen? Your amening is weak. This is still a Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada church. We've lost a little bit along the way, but we will try some more amens in a few moments. Amen? amen. So good. That was, that was like pro amening. One of the things that does frustrate me about the beginning of the year, however, is that means that my Instagram and social medias are inundated with my friends and their constant posting about how good they did in scripture reading this year. I find it so frustrating. Like, Here's, here's all the journals I wrote from my 365 days in the Word. You know, I skipped on one day, but that's okay. It's like, cool for you. Or, or my, I have, okay, I have this one friend. He leads this thing where um, he gets people to read the entire Bible in 30 days. I tried, tried. The furthest I made it, I did a few years in a row consecutively. The furthest I made it was nine days. And then I was just like, ah, two is my average. Like, I, I hate to break it to you, but that's tough. It doesn't mean you're not spiritual. It just means, boy, howdy, that's tough. But it makes us sometimes feel like those types of guys are better Christians than we are. They're more pro. They, they can read the Bible in 30 days. What a hero. I can't do it. 
And the other thing that crosses over in, in my peripheral is where people are way better at praying than I am. I have so many people in my life who I'm like, that guy, that guy can pray. Me, I'm like struggling to express my emotions and I'm struggling to put the right words to sound spiritual enough to Jesus. And sometimes it makes me feel like maybe I'm not that good of a Christian because I can't pray like some other people can. I can't do these things, but it's not true. Have you been to these prayer meetings where like, it's almost like a competition for how many amens you can get? For how many amens and yes, lords, and how many times, like, I have some friends back home, they, they would like try to like rhyme their prayers and it was just like, I struggle with English and it's my only language. <laughs> or, or the people who it's like, they will pray into a situation and it's, it's, it's like they somehow have like this authority to cosmically wrestle their agenda into something more grandiose than them and you're like, wow. The words sounded really good. But then at the end of the day, it's the same people who are often uncontent in their spirituality. Who are maybe, dare I say, prayed through their personality as opposed to their relationship with Christ. Now Jesus caught some of this happening and with the disciples, decided to make a few comments that will absolutely change the way we pray forever. So the first thing we're going to look at in our series on biblical prayer is the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us into a time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It might seem simple to you more experienced Christians, maybe boring or something that we teach to kids as a kind of a ground rule for prayer. I have found myself in this last couple of years routinely praying the Lord's Prayer into tough situations. And I think I've surprised some of you. We'll be sitting and we'll be talking and you'll, you'll share things with me and you'll ask for prayer. And the only thing that's coming to my brain is to pray the Our Father prayer. Not because I can't feel anything else, but because sometimes returning to how Christ taught us to pray is maybe the best move. When we want to interject our feelings and interject what we want the outcome to be, we muddy the grounds a little bit. Where it's God's kingdom come, God's will be done. So as Jesus spoke these words in his teaching in the Sermon on the Mount, 
He spoke it. It became the oral tradition for the disciples and eventually written down. It's accounted in two of the Gospels. So Matthew, as we have here, but also in Luke, one recorded for the Jews, one recorded for the Gentiles, and they're a little bit different. But both of these authors clearly wanted their audience to reevaluate their prayer life, to reevaluate how they were addressing God, to reevaluate some of the things we're going to look at in a quick moment. And January is a great time for us as disciples of Jesus to reevaluate maybe our prayer lives. Christian tradition gives us the ending. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's not in the Bible, but it is a piece of our Christian tradition. And it goes back so far that some of the earliest recordings we have of how church was conducted in the first century with the Didache. It's this document that we've talked about in the past, but it, it gives us this order of service that would be used by the early Christians. And a big portion of their prayers would be what was called the Our Father Prayer, later to be known as the Lord's Prayer. So Christian tradition has this as a piece of what we do. It was also encouraged from early days to pray this in the morning and to pray this at night as a way of sanctifying your time, a way of sanctifying your day, the beginning and at the end. We pray God's will be done in our lives, God's will be done in our world, that our hearts are forgiven as we forgive others. Let's read it again, and then we're going to look at it in a couple of chunks, just as I have those uneven numbers there, just because it needs to be repeated. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we have also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. So that first section there, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Simply what's happening is there is an establishment of the primacy of God the Father, of Abba Father, both, uh, both in their Roman surroundings and in their home. Jesus was making it quite clear, God is your father. An emperor, a ruler, he is not your true father. God is your father. Just as you are at home, God is your father in your home. In your heart as well, God is your father in your heart. No matter where you go, Abba Father comes into view as your heavenly father. That's a great way to start a prayer. You address God. Who's the prayer to? The prayer is to the Father, our Father in heaven. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
we know that the kingdom of God is established through Jesus Christ and continues on and will build and build and build until he comes again. It's that second piece that is tough. Your will be done. It's tougher to pray that than our prayers of interception, we'll call them. Lord God, I, I see that this is happening in my community. I just pray that you would remove these people in Jesus' name. Right? God, I, I, I think about what's happening in Ottawa, and I don't like it. So I just pray in Jesus' name that you would, you would put in the, the prime minister that I voted for. Or... Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's far easier to pray my will be done. We like to really intercept God's agenda and kind of curve it a little bit so it's, it looks more like my agenda. Because as a, as a God follower, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, someone who considers himself spirit-filled, I'm pretty sure I know what to pray Therefore, my prayers are right. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, a lot of teachings also take the, this chunk and, and make it a piece of um, our eschatology. I would encourage you not to do that so much. If you need to make it a piece of the end, make it a piece of your end. God, your will be done in my life. Pray into the things you have direct authority to. Your kingdom come into my life. Your will be done into my life. I pray for my family. God, would your will be done in my family? God, I think of these situations that keep coming up, and I just I get frustrated, but God, would your will be done in my family? Give us this day our daily bread. In this little portion, Jesus reminds us of Exodus, the manna from heaven, so we don't forget that we constantly remember that God looks after us today. Just as he always has, God looks after us today. Our frustrations, our worries, our, our, our buildups of, of what if, what if, what if, what if. Give us today our daily bread because you look after us today. God is reliable, amen? Number 12, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Some versions say sin, similar in origin as words. Sin creates an obligation or a debt, and we know that we cannot actually repay that debt. It's impossible to repay the debt of sin. But that's the beautiful thing of Jesus. 
That's the beautiful thing of forgiveness, the beautiful thing of grace. The moment it is spoken, it is forgiven. He creates this, this understanding for us of our, our spiritual obligation to pay that forward. There's this understanding in there that you were forgiven so that you can forgive. Again, tough to pray. God, I don't want to forgive the people who are harsh to me. I've got enough harsh people in my world. I don't want to forgive them. I want to kick them in the head. I don't actually. I can't kick very high. It's not a thing. But to forgive is so difficult. Think about the amount that you have been forgiven. Have you forgiven yourself? How much grace do you have for yourself over your past? I guarantee you it isn't as much as Jesus has for your past. Real generosity for other people comes from this overwhelming grace. I'm so glad that Jesus reminds us to forgive. As we pray this prayer, remember that peace to forgive. And then the last chunk, not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Different words, temptation, appear in different translations and in Luke as well. It's always good to remember that God tests, but God does not tempt, as we know from the book of James. He continues to be who he is. Lead us not into a time of trial. And then as we said, the ending. The ending added later to bring everything to conclusion. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Have you ever learned an instrument? My boy takes uh, uh, classical guitar lessons. And when you hear him practice, it's so fast. He just, and it's like, you clearly aren't practicing properly. And his teacher constantly says, slow down. Play the notes properly. It doesn't matter how fast you can play this. Slow down, play it right. You can add speed slowly. You can add confidence slowly. But slow down and just play it properly. Let every note ring out. Think about every piece that you're playing. Jesus guides us to slow down in our prayer life, to not rush. Have you noticed that man moves so much faster than nature? You can, you can take a picture of the most beautiful spot today. It's surrounded by trees, water, maybe mountains. 
10 years from now, it probably won't look like that anymore because man moves so much faster than nature. What if we were to reestablish the rhythms of our prayer life? What if we were to slow down in our prayer life and try to catch up with God who's slowing us down instead of trying to catch up to other people. It's okay if you don't have the right words to say in prayer. It's okay if you can't pray eloquently. It's okay if you don't know the right recipe on how to sound spiritual. Let's just all take a breath and slow down in our prayer lives and remember that it's okay. It's absolutely okay. Think about it from the perspective of planting a garden. Because planting a garden is much like prayer. You, you plant a seed. You, you have this thought in your brain, this thing that you, you need to establish in prayer. God, I want to pray for my family. You, you plant that seed. And then you keep praying it. You come back to it day after day. If you have a prayer journal, you write it in there, what God is telling you. You, you, you go through these different rhythms and, and you're like, God, I, I just want to pray into this again. And you, you begin to water that prayer. Eventually, in our prayers, we, we begin to see fruit growing. And, and you see the, the tiny little sprouts of an answer. And so you, you keep praying. You're like, God, I, I, just, I just, I bring this to you again. It's much like our prayer life, because eventually you will see fruit. It's not always instant. Sometimes it takes time. But we get frustrated because we want to travel at the speed of man, not the speed of nature. To plant a garden is to believe in a world yet to come. To pray is necessary to be at the same pace, I believe. I encourage you this week, if I were to give you homework, it would be to take this passage from the book of Matthew chapter six and to pray it. As you wake up in the morning, set a reminder on your phone, I'm going to pray the Lord's prayer. As you get ready to go to bed, again, make sure that you're remembering, I'm going to pray the Lord's prayer. This January, let's reset our prayer lives. Let's bring our agendas under the control of the Father. Let's bring our thoughts under the control of the Father. Let's stop racing with society in every aspect of our lives and bring our prayer life down and say, okay, God, here I am to focus. I'm gonna pray this slow. I'm gonna think about this as I pray. I'm going to contemplate this as I pray. I'm going to focus on who you are as I pray. And as you do that, you'll begin to realize that like, oh my goodness, I can pray this specific prayer into so many situations. And you'll begin to see the fruit grow. You'll begin to see God answering what's happening. 
So another little piece of that document, the Didache, is there is this, this uh, ritual that would happen as they would pray. And this ritual is very, very simple. And you wonder why we do it even today. And we're going to do it in one moment. And you're going to say, that's not a ritual. That's just what we do. Like, right, but it's a ritual. I'm going to ask you to stand in a moment. And as we stand, all we're saying is we are identifying with a risen Savior. So I'm going to invite you today. We're going to stand in one moment. We're going to pray this prayer together. And then when we're done, my friend Jen is going to come and she's going to lead us in communion today in a very special way. And then we'll continue into our service. So congregation, would you, would you stand with me as you're able? And as our Lord Jesus has taught us to pray, we are bold to do so today. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. They are daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to a time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.